Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today we have two guests. One is a restaurant owner and a rapper. The other is a vlogger, a blogger and a model. Together they have created baby skincare brand, Nala's Baby, and... They've had a baby together called Nala. Hello, Crept and Sasha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good, thank you. That was a great intro, actually. Do you know what? Every time I do an intro, my heart flutters a little bit. <laughs> like, am I actually going to do this right? Am I going to say the wrong thing? <laughs> so yeah, thanks. Thanks. Good, I appreciate that intro. That was great. Yeah, was good. Keep, and also, it's very weird when people are talking about you while you're sat in the room. Looking right at them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I might just close my eyes next time I do it so I pretend I'm, no one's here. Yeah. <laughs> but how are you both? I'm good. I'm really well. Thank you. Yeah? Yeah, I'm great. I'm good, man. Mm-hmm. Busy. Amazing. Busy. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you've got... Busy's good. I mean, Nala's baby's just exploding everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. I know. I know. It's Out crazy. Out in a good way. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. All up and down the country in boots, exclusively. Mm-hmm. And it literally grew from you just wanting to put Something no nasties on, yeah. on Nala. Yeah. Literally. And, like, we, we, do you know what? We knew, like, we felt that there was definitely a gap for it, otherwise we'd never have done it. Yeah. But, like, the speed that it's taken off on is just, like, way beyond. We, we actually thought, like, we thought, yeah, it's going to do well, but, like, this world is like, oh, my God, and it's actually happening, and people are actually loving it. Like, yeah. And, like, like, even yesterday I had a look, like, just on our, our website stuff, just the, the back and stuff, and it was just, like, no returns. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. No returns. There's no returns. Really? I love like, that. I was like, what is going on? But there's that. clearly, like, been a massive thirst mm. for it because so much of it sold out. Like, people... I, I listened to you saying something about how literally people were trying to buy it by whatever means necessary. Necessary, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, it was crazy. I, 
I heard about, you know, mum's arguing about <sighs> the last bottle on shelf and like causing a big ruckus in boots for it. And you like... created Jingle All the Way <laughs> over baby stuff. That's no, incredible. It's, it's, no, it is incredible, man. Like, mm. it's it's really good. And, you know, the, the thing is, is as well, people, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to try it. We'll see what the hype's about. And then, yeah. oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. Like, like it's definitely worth, you know, the, the hype. And it's like, we we never done it to create a hype. We yeah. literally just wanted to create a great product. And That's the thing, isn't it? It's the people returning. It's the people trying it. So going along with the hype, if you like, cool. trying it and then coming back. It's those That's return customers exactly. that really tell the story. You know what I mean? Like, you're creating a brand that you want people to be with you for life. Like, yeah. you know, like that's the the brand that you, when it comes to your kids, you trust, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And that's what we want, wanted to make. Do you know what I mean? Like, we put so much care and effort into the brand. Like, literally every single ingredient. Like, mm. with the back and forth we was doing with the lab on the ingredients, like, mm. they thought we was crazy. <laughs> I know they thought it was crazy. It was just like, they, they probably didn't even think we was going to read it as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like every single thing, like, doing our research on every... Nope, change that. Don't yeah. want that in there. Don't want that in there. And then until it became, it was like, we could vouch for every single... And then that's when we was like, yeah, we've got it. I think that really shines through because you could have easily just come up with an idea, let a lab come up with something. Yeah, and just, and just done a brand and slap, yeah. slap your name on it and just mm. be like, oh, look, this is our, our product and we've got a following, so yeah, you know yeah. people. But, but now nah, we didn't want to, we want the brand to be a lot bigger than we are. And, yeah. you know, everything we've created, we want it to be way beyond us. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all in the care and, and the time that you take to, to make something. And two years it took us. That's amazing. So tell me about your childhoods. Were they very, very different to each other? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, they were different in in terms of my upbringing. I grew up in Gypsy Hill, which is Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. and it was just me, my brother, and my mum. So my dad, he wasn't there like that, and then throughout. My childhood, he went to jail for, like, my main teens. Right. I didn't really have a father figure. It was just my mum, mm-hmm. my brother. And, yeah, like, I grew up, like, in gangs and, like, we just got in loads of trouble and I was always, like... But I was always the person, like, that was... I always thought, right, now nah, this is... There's no way this is it. Like, this can't be. Because it just felt like a mad cycle and it just didn't feel like it would ever end well like this. But it was weird, but at the same time, it's because that's all we knew. Like, all my friends and everybody that lived in my area, that's we were just friends. And, like, it's weird because it didn't seem like, you know, like the gang. It didn't seem like that, like we're in a gang. It just seemed like we're friends. Yeah, But yeah. then we're friends and loads of people have different opinions and some people, you know make bad decisions some people make good decisions some people make great decisions it just seems like friends with loads of different journeys but mm-hmm. you know when you're all together it's a that's what they call it it's a gang yeah, yeah, you get yeah. in trouble and then you have friends that I've had friends that I've lost friends and then and then it just felt like you know just one big cycle and I always just was like nah this isn't it it must be hard to see out of that though when that is so what you hard. know and those are those are your friends you know yeah it's you're like you're not in a gang you it's like when you girlfriend and boyfriend when you're teenagers you don't go oh what can I be your girlfriend it's a very yeah you like, we're, we're a gang we're just a bunch of mates yeah like it, it was it was literally like friends and then you know your influence your influence to to what they're doing like mm. and you're just around loads of bad influence and then you end up getting in trouble and and all of this stuff. And there's not really, yeah, much role models. Like, yeah. I never had any role models. The only thing I would look up to is probably, you know, musicians, celebrity musicians, and, and just seeing people doing well in that aspect. And that's what kind of gave me the, the inspiration to want to even do music. Mm. What but was your relationship like with your mum? My mum, I had a, a good relationship with my mum, to be honest. Like, she tried her absolute best. But my brother got in a lot of trouble. And then I never forget... When my mum was like, oh, I failed because I got in trouble and then police came to my house. Like, it was just all in the house, like, searching the house and this, that and the fourth. I just remember my mum saying, oh, I failed. And then I was just like, nah, this, this has got to stop. Do those words hit harder now that you are a parent, I failed? 
Because I feel like, yeah, for me, there are days where I just literally, I'm just like, I've failed today. I've failed. I, you know, I constantly feel like I'm failing. Like having a kid now, yeah, and like imagining Nala growing up and just being an absolute, getting into so much trouble and just mm. doing everything that you wish you didn't do. It made me realise even more what my mum's mental state was at that time, like in terms of feeling like my brother's always getting in trouble. You know, you got police coming to the house now and it's just, she just felt like, like oh, I failed as a parent and then I was just like no you definitely haven't do you know what I mean like you definitely haven't and I've always you know like even in, in school I always got good grades I always like I was always academically smart in, in that aspect do you know what I mean and you know my mum used to brag about it all the time like he's so, he's so <laughs> smart my son's so smart he's so clever he's this that and the fourth but I did get into a lot of trouble and then I just remember that day and just saying and then I was like yeah and you know I'm going to go to uni and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it for my mum. Even though I wanted to do music, yeah. but I said I'm going to do uni for my mum. So I what did you study at uni? Accounting and finance. No! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I graduated as well. <laughs> That's the final bit, and I, I, yeah, did, actually I did actually graduate. graduate. I didn't yeah. just take the student loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I graduated, and... Yeah, my mum was just so proud and I just felt like, yeah, this one was for you, mum, but I'm going to go back to making music now. Yeah, yeah. And so if I do need my accounts done, <laughs> I can come to you. Exactly. <laughs> nah, no. Nah, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> I feel like it's helped you because... I think so. With what you do for Nala's, like... Oh, yeah. He's like... He manages the marketing budget. There's like a strict spreadsheet. Yeah. Every pence that goes in, that goes out. Cassie's on top. Cassie's chasing everyone like, what's this? What's this? Like, Definitely helped. Yeah. Well, you've got a whole say. foundation that other people probably don't have in your industry, in any of the industries that you're in. So it's got yeah. to it's got to. Yeah, no, help. I think it was like subliminally. I just mm. took what I learnt from uni and just, just applied it even you know, accounts when it comes to my music and just being on top of it and just making sure, you know, we put this aside, that's for taxes, I'll be a tea. So you're just... careful with your money? Yeah, yeah, I'm very, very, very careful. Like and I'm not very organised. Yeah, I'm organised in terms of, like, to the penny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good with money. I've always been good with money. Like, I don't spend on something unless, like, yeah, I can definitely do this and yeah. it'd be okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not a reckless spender. Mm. Sasha, what was your childhood like in comparison? My childhood was... So I had both my mum and dad around and a lot of my family around. I come from a really big family. So, But that's interesting, isn't it? Because your family, I imagine, became your... Your friends became your family yeah. in many ways. But you had a big family. Yeah. I have got family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also got a big family. <laughs> <laughs> but you're looking at Sasha going, but she's got no, a really no, big yeah, family. Yeah, really, really big. Like, really like my immediate family are very big, so I have loads of siblings. Right. Loads of uncles and aunties and cousins and nieces and nephews and all that kind of stuff. So I was always around my family growing up, but my background is there was a lot of drugs, drug abuse, things that a child shouldn't witness. I witnessed probably every day. But there were people along the way, like siblings would come in and out of my lives at certain points when I needed them. Mm. And I feel like that is kind of what got me to the place that I am today. A lot of it was me basically having to raise myself and show and tell myself, like, this isn't the life that I want to live and this isn't the life that I would want to give to my kids mm. or this isn't the the mom, the sister, the friend that I would want to be. And I just kind of had to take life into my own hands, pretty much. I didn't... I'd say even, like, with school and stuff, there was never, like... I never had that parent that would push me or guide me or tell me, make sure you get to school or make sure you do this. Pretty much left to my own devices, really. Nevertheless, grateful because I do think... Without that experience, would I have reached the place that I have today? I'm going to say probably not. And I feel like along the way, another big influence that I had was God. So even though things were crazy, every Sunday I would go to church. And that wasn't through my parents that I would go to church. But we used to live in this tower block and on the corner was a church. Mm. And like my friends from school and stuff would go and their parents would encourage me like, oh, go to Sunday school. So I would just take myself, go to 
go to Sunday school without even realising the values that that was... That was given you, yeah. Yeah. And then I would go to something called Friday Club every Friday after school. And that same, it was ran by two Christian husband and wife. And again, they would teach me certain things that at the time I don't think I realised, but now looking back. And then my school as well was a Church of England school. Mm -hmm. So I had God in my life very strongly, but it was kind of like at the time I didn't realise the importance that that would have on my life later on. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like God kind of guided me through as well. When you two got together, did you kind of bond over the fact that you had those other influences in your life that could have taken you down a very different path? But actually, it seems like you both pushed through barriers and hurdles and stuff to be much more of a positive mindset and to take your life in a different direction. I feel like we both kind of pushed it back, like things that we went through and just pushed it to the back of yeah. our minds and, like, just basically just got on with it. Mm. Like I don't I don't feel like there was a bond in that aspect of, you know, we went through this and we went through that. Yeah. Kind of thing. It was just more about moving forwards yeah. and kind of I don't know, just suppressing things that we've been through. Even though you shouldn't because those are things that subliminally take up. into yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your situation yeah. and relationship. But also we've also learned from that. I've learned from that. Mm. And I'm sure Sasha's learned from that. Do you know what I mean? Like we've suppressed things that we've gone through and you know it makes us act in a certain way yeah and you end up bringing that into your situation and yeah i feel like it's a deep thing man mm. like do you know what i mean like you know we've both been through a lot sasha's been through a lot i've been through a lot and but yeah at the same time i feel like you know when you go through things all you're looking for in life is just moving on and a new yeah. chapter in life and this is my new chapter. And, yeah. And I feel like that's all it was about. It was just like us, you know, just having fun, living our best lives and mm -hmm. just enjoying life kind of thing and then, you know, having a baby and then that being the next st stage. Well, let's talk about having a baby. So can you remember finding out you were pregnant? Yes. How was that? I can. I was on the phone to one of my friends, actually, and my period was literally like on the day at the same time, every day, every day, <laughs> same day, same time each month, yeah, basically. Yeah. And I was literally, I was probably like a few hours late. And I was like, <laughs> hours? Like hours. This, this no, guys. honestly, <laughs> honestly, probably it was a matter of hours. And I was on the phone to my friend and I was just like, I think I'm pregnant. And Cass was at the studio. He was at the studio, wasn't you? Yeah. And I phoned you, or did I text you? No, you sent me a picture of <laughs> no. the, the pregnancy stick. That's what you did. You did not phone me. <laughs> you didn't phone me. Did you phone me afterwards? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. I phoned we you after you. Who does that? <laughs> Forwarded it like it was a meme. In, in Sasha's defence, like it was a meme. In Sasha's defence, though, when that like line pops up or when that pregnant pops up, you're just that energy yeah. that goes through you. You're a bit like, huh, huh, what do I do with yeah. this now? It's like a hot potato that you just don't know what to do with. <laughs> so I completely understand the text. How did you respond to that? How did that make you feel? I was writing a song. That's why it's crazy. I was actually writing a song at the time called G-Love. I was in the middle of writing it and then I just remember I stopped writing and then I just I told Conan I was like Sasha's pregnant and he was like I was just like <laughs> I just love your eyes right I now I was just like uh, <laughs> so this is it then I was, I've had a baby kind of thing and then yeah I just feel like it didn't really hit me until I started seeing the, the bump mm. like it was just like she's pregnant she's pregnant but I think when I started seeing the bumpers, like, oh god, there is definitely a kid coming. Like, there's a baby in there. I think I'd even incorporated right in the, in the song actually. Something about when it's starting in your overrides. Before that happened, had you thought about yourself as parents in the future? Yeah. Yeah. I had thought about. Yeah, I had. Did you? Yeah. I I think every no not everyone does. Not everyone, but I think I always knew. I don't know why, I just knew there was like a certain age I kind of wanted to have yeah. a child by like, not, I didn't want to be a young mom, but I wanted to be a, like, a young girl. <laughs> so what age was that? I was, I was young actually, how old? No, so what age did you want to have a kid? I used to say around 24. So it oh, kind of, it? yeah. 
it kind of... And how old were you? part of the master plan. Oh. 23. I'm 20... How old am I? How old am I? 26. I'm 26. Nala's two. Conceived... So 24? Yeah, no, because she if was conceived for a year. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that part. <laughs> Take, I'm glad we're here. It takes nine months to run a baby. <laughs> a whole Not 40 ten. weeks. I forgot about that part. Yeah. <laughs> Just say, what, 23? 23. Mm. Did you think about having kids in your life? Yeah, I just never knew when. No, do you know what? I always said I wanted to have a kid before 30. How old were you? 29. Bingo. I mean, you both both hit those milestones without even realising. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. She was born, yeah, when I was 30, to be honest. At this point, did you live together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just moved in. <laughs> Literally just moved in. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get to, you know... Have that, that carefree that, time. Yeah, like it's just straight in. <laughs> in your defence, you had too much carefree time and that resulted in Nala. So, amazing True. time. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. So, what was your pregnancy like? The first three months were constant, like, feeling nauseous and right. that sicky and, like, oh, losing a lot of weight because eating was just, like, a struggle. But we had fun, like we went on holiday and stuff and we were still doing things, we were still going out. We didn't tell anyone, kind of, mainly between us. I did tell quite a few. Yeah, she was telling everyone. <laughs> and then telling me not to tell anyone. And I'm like, but everyone knows. You've got no one left like, to tell. <laughs> like, who's to t- like, you've literally told everyone. Like, people called up to me like, oh, I heard the news. It's like, what? Girl. And then she would be like, don't tell anyone, you can't tell anyone. It's bad luck. And I'd already told like 20 people. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, the first three months were, they were nauseous, but mm-hmm. fun still, a lot of fun. Then the next trimester, the sickness eased up and I started to, did I start to get a bump? No, I didn't start to get a bump till six month so it was just we was basically just just pretending to be normal right pretending to just live like our normal life and then from the six month mark that's when i started to show and that's when we did like the gender reveal no you showed before no you showed on my birthday remember which was the six month mark was that six months yeah just a bit after actually before when did you conceive in september yeah Okay, five months. Oh, see, then. yeah, see, I knew my mask wasn't off. No, but it would get, <laughs> it would go up and down, up yeah, and down. Yeah, yeah. So you found out what you were having as well, the gender. Done a gender reveal on my birthday. Ah, mm. oh. uh, which we was in February. She was going to be a boy. Did you? We had named her Khalil, and yeah, we were like stuck on a boy. Well, I was definitely stuck on a boy. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was a boy. Either way, we both did. And how did you do your gender reveal? Um. Was it a cannon? Was it a cake? Was it a balloon? So it was a wardrobe, like a baby closet. Yeah. And then, like when we opened it, it would light up, and then it would, and then it was girls' clothes inside of it. So it was either going to be boys' clothes, yeah, or girls' clothes. And blue. Yeah, like it was weird because like I thought it was a boy, and then the person that was putting on the the event, I feel like they slipped up, innit? Do you? Yeah. Well, I, well, I wouldn't have told you. Probably, you. Yeah. I feel like they slipped up when they was it's planning it. the event. Right. Cause, like, I was like, "What, what are you gonna do for it? Like, how's it gonna, how's it gonna look? Like, what are we gonna do?" And then, and then she was like, "Oh yeah, so, you know, open the closet, then you know, the whole building would just light up pink <laughs> or blue." <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> "I was like, it's gotta be a girl, it has to be." But then, uh, then I, at the same time, I was like. So you both thought, though, that Nala was going to be a boy. Yeah, no, so definitely, how did initially. it feel when you found out that it was 100% a girl? Yeah, when we opened that thing, I was... I'm not going to lie. I was a bit like, oh. Uh, no, I wasn't. I was. At first, I was like, because I was, I was thinking a boy, boy, boy. Yeah. And then I was just got used to, you know, a girl. Yeah. yeah a girl, like, it's a girl, it's a girl, it's a girl, it's a girl. Yeah. But that feeling of, ah, oh, that's actually quite a common feeling yeah. when, when you when you have in your mind what you think you visualise yourself with and, you know, 
so many people like, do you think you know, you know what you're having? And it feels mm-hmm. like an almost a test. <laughs> like, oh, I think it's a boy. Oh, my God, am I failing as a parent right now? Because I don't know. I'm not in tune with this baby. So it can feel really weird. Yeah, I'm going to tell Nala, I'm going to save this clip that you said, oh, that you found out. You know, no, but now, obviously, I, I couldn't even imagine her being anything else. Yeah. Like, she's perfect, so... But it was just that initial, it is like you said, like when you plan, it's like just anything in life. If you plan and prepare for a certain thing and it doesn't go according to plan, mm. it can be a bit like, oh, okay. Underwhelming. Sh- yeah, like maybe I shouldn't do that going forward. Like just let things be, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but it's hard. It right, especially hard. like going into parenthood, you can't help but visualise yeah, stuff. you visualise everything. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Overthink everything. So how was the rest of your pregnancy after the big gender reveal? The rest of my pregnancy, so yeah, COVID came. But not to we you. We were in lockdown, <laughs> not, to, not to me. We were in lockdown and from what I remember, like I can't remember too much. I still think I have like that clouded baby brain thing yeah. where it's just like I, I can't remember everything. Don't but think it's ever, it ever goes. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was pretty relaxed due to that, not really going it. We just used to spend our time like eating food, cooking, going on walks, doing things in the house, yeah. decorating Nala's room. Oh, yeah, that was a spent a lot. We converted, like, the garage to another room. Yeah. Like, just building, doing DIY in the house. And, yeah. It was really relaxed. It, it was really relaxed. And I think there were moments where it was just, like, I would get, like, really stressed out and, like, really overwhelmed. And... It was just normal. The, the emotions what, what started to hit me. It was a lot, though. Like, what would it overwhelm me? I think... I don't know. But I think because it was my first time experiencing pregnancy mm. and it was in lockdown and I didn't have, like, much communication with, like, hospitals yeah. or, like, midwives. I think I said a midwife probably, like, three times during my pregnancy. Then you didn't get to do, like... I guess you weren't able to go to things together either, were you? No, I had to go alone. Right. Didn't get to the baby yeah. shower. Didn't get, like, none of my family saw me pregnant. It's crazy. I, I yeah. can't believe people are in that position. So it was just, like, it was just all just very, like, like, yeah, this is as relaxing as it was. It was also a bit weird, but it felt like the norm because it was my first time mm. going through it. And then, obviously, we was in each other's faces 24-7. <laughs> so, yeah, life just... It just got a little, at moments, yeah. a overwhelming. But mainly, I would say I had a, a good experience Yeah, being pregnant, yeah. Did you find yourself kind of being like, what's going on? What are you feeling? Because obviously it happens. Because well, Sasha's really expressive. So oh, you really? You know like, okay. what she's feeling. Like She's either in a good mood or she's not. Right. So it's like you don't really have to ask. Like When she's in a, a, in a bad mood, she just, you know, she's mm. not in a, in a great mood. You'll see in her face or... Like so, no. There was some things that she would argue about that I was like, ridiculous things. Yeah, huh? Ridicu- like ridiculous. Yeah, things. like there was ridiculous things that we we're arguing about, and I'm like, why is this a thing? This is crazy. But then, because you know, hormones, hormones make you a bit bonkers. Like, make you crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. crazy. I was... Like I would be cleaning the house, and I'd be like, can you get up and Hoover right now? Like right now, he'd be like, I'll do it in a minute. I'm just. I'd be like, no, can you do it now? And we would get into a big argument with it about it. A big it. argument. And, like, my point just wasn't valid, but I would argue my point and I'd be like... Oh, she would even wake me out of my sleep wake him like, out of his Hoover, sleep. Hoover right now. I'm just like... <laughs> what? Let hurry. me get up. I'll that get up hurry. and I'll Hoover. I was and I was, she was just like... It was, but it was a nesting. Like, you kind of want to get things done. Yeah, it was that as well. It was just like, I just want to be in, like, a clean space and environment. I just want to feel like there's no mess around me. And I just Bearing wanna... in mind, our house was not messy. It wasn't messy. Mm. Like, it was just, anything, like, you know, just like, seeing little bits little, on the floor. It wasn't messy. Like, it wasn't an emergency clean. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was like... We, we are very clean people. So it was like already kind of clean. But it's amazing though, the little things that would tip you over the edge. That I used wouldn't. to love eating like onion rings and I could, years ago, and I can remember being in this uh, supermarket and getting this packet of onion rings and really enjoying eating them. I cried afterwards because of the taste that was left in my mouth. You know, I felt like I'd ruined my whole pregnancy with that bag of onion <laughs> rings. So it cut its little things that yeah. just like, when you are not pregnant, you can see them rationally and kind of go, well, that's mm. not a big deal. Yeah. But in the moment, it is the end it of the world. It feels like it's the worst thing in the world. Like, yeah. why, are you, why do you hate me? 
Like, why, why, you just... why do you hate her so much that you just wouldn't wake up and hoover? Okay? <laughs> no, it was actually crazy because that's, that's literally how she made it out. <laughs> like, you hate me. Why do you hate me so much? Like, like do you even want to be with... Like, it's just crazy. So how were things leading towards B-Day, towards the birth? How did you feel? Did you do anything like hypnobirthing? Like, did you think ahead and kind of go, actually, I want a C-section? What were your thoughts towards all of it? I did do hypnobirthing. Obviously, it had to all be oh, yeah, remote, online yeah. and audio. I genuinely thought that I was going to have one of those holistic pregnancies where I wasn't going to feel no pain and I was just going to breathe through it. And I said I wanted to do a home birth. Mm -hmm. And again, I had this perfect picture painted of what it was going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't want me to. He was just like, but what if something goes wrong? What about complications? All that kind of stuff. We lived right next to a hospital. Right. So I was just like... I'd researched kind of like hospital births versus home births. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I had made up that a home birth was safer than a hospital birth. So I was just like, no, 100% doing it at home. Plus, at that time, were you slightly worried about the fact that hospitals, like partners, weren't necessarily allowed to yeah. be there for the whole birth, at least at home, mm -hmm. you two could actually be together? Exactly. So, th yeah, there was all of that. But the day, yeah, the day came and couldn't have prepared for that. Really couldn't have. And so I don't think... <laughs> wanted to see that is birth <laughs> very traumatized yes. well, i mean it's a big it's a lot for, for a guy to see for anyone else i think when you're yeah, in it the additional it's stuff one thing the additional stuff <laughs> i had a water birth so you did okay okay yeah a little bit of floating yeah a lot That's fine. A and i have to i have to be the fisherman <laughs> he had to see it and oh, get out and, oh, oh. i don't even remember it though i honestly i don't remember none of that like, really yeah i don't remember none of it i don't remember seeing it i don't remember yeah i, I don't remember any of it but i just remember feeling bad like I was like oh I feel so bad so talk <laughs> me through the now. day like what time of day did it start did, were you just like this is it put up the pool right now, fill it up the... or was the pool already, pool already filled up so I started <laughs> having contractions at like 7am right and then I think by 10am the nurses were like okay we're gonna come round so Cass inflated the pool that day mhm mm and then, and then put the water in it. Put the water in it. Just put in the, the hot water in it as well. The nurses came and then I got into the water and it was kind of like, it was okay at first. It wasn't too, it wasn't too bad. It was just like, oh, okay, this is... But I was kind of like breathing through it. I was getting through it. It was, it was okay. I mean, you nice doing calm great. and measured by this time. He was asking me questions <laughs> and I was snapping at him. I was like, just stop asking me questions, please. Please, just I'm stop. in my zone. I'm in my zone. Make it up. <laughs> Bless him. But he was just trying to, he was just trying to help and just yeah, trying to support me. But he was just like, in that moment, I just couldn't even think. I couldn't even yeah. think of the answer that he wanted. So I was just like, please, just, just stop. <laughs> and yeah, gradually it just got worse and worse. And worse. What the contractions and the uh, the yeah. contractions and the nurse eventually gave me gas and air. That kind of I don't even know if that helped. It made right. me feel like I was drunk. Like yeah. I'm wine, and then it would last like a couple of seconds or a minute, and then I would feel it again. I just felt like nothing was really helping me to be honest. And I remember saying to the nurses, "Like, is it too late to go to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it too late? This is, I'm in so much pain." But they they were good, and they were just like, "No, you're doing so well." And I felt like the whole time I was just screaming, like really, yeah. I felt like no, I was you screaming. You was more just. Like, <sighs> <laughs> that was what you was doing the majority of the time. You wasn't screaming. Also, that we don't see it. It's not. It's not something that we really see the realities of it in films or in like everything sort of filmic or you know, mm -hmm. kind of. There's something very different about being in, in that situation yeah, yeah, that definitely. is very much life and death as well. I don't, you know, I think it is such a. I definitely felt like I was gonna die at one mm. point. Like I remember, I was in so much pain that I was, I was shaking. And I couldn't stop myself from shaking. Like, I remember thinking in one moment, like, okay, try and, like, just calm down and just breathe and just, like... And I just couldn't, like... Mm. But this is when Nala was, like, coming out and I was, like, pushing. 
But he was just like, like, if I feel any more pain than what I'm feeling now, I think I'm actually going to die. Like, and that thought did cross my mind. It was intense. Like, it's so intense. Yeah. And I think men, I don't think men really realise just how intense it we, really we is. Because comprehend it. Yeah, no. like, you can't even imagine what that feeling is. And then, yeah, Nala came at 8 o'clock. It was 8 o'clock, wasn't it? In the pool still. I cannot remember. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, it was about no. 8.15. <laughs> I think it was like 12 minutes past 8. So I got out of the pool and my waters broke and I just couldn't even get back in the pool. Oh, really? I was stuck. I did want to get back in, but I, I couldn't. Like, yeah. my whole body and you lost like a bit crippled. of blood as well. Yeah. And then I lost a lot of blood and I had to go to the hospital afterwards. Right. So I did get my home birth that I wanted. Yeah. But then we had to go to the hospital, get stitched up, and they had to just, like, monitor that I didn't lose any more blood. Cass couldn't stay overnight, so it was just me and Nala. Yeah, that was sad. Because yeah, it was like, yeah. uh, you know, just gave birth, just daughters like, arrived, and I'm going to bed by myself. Yeah. It was like, this is so weird. Yeah. But he cleaned up all the mess, yeah. cleaned up the pool. Did you hear that? Blood that's really... the there was blood everywhere. <laughs> there really? Blood, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. There was a lot of mess to poo, the blood, the water. The... I mean, everyone poos. I don't think anyone does poo in that. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like this should like, be a book that's called that Everyone blood. Poos. No, yeah. No, but yeah, that, okay. But it's important to know. I wanted no. them to come mm-hmm. back to, like, a clean house. And yeah. we did. And the washing. I think, like, he... You're just keeping yourself really, really busy. And also, if you are in the position where your partner and your baby are in hospital, you've been losing blood, you know... Yeah, like, it's the least you can do, like, just make sure that they're coming home to a clean, nice house. Yeah, yeah. And keep your mind occupied. (laughs) Yeah, you did really well. So did you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So what was it like when you eventually did bring Nala home? Because you plan, you plan for what that's going to be. Yeah. But the reality of a baby yeah. coming home is it's quite different. Yeah. Yeah, we built up I her think, room and stuff. And yeah. She's sleeping next to us. So yeah, she she was... We tr- we did put her in... We had, like, one of those... Cots that are, like, attached to like the a bed. a snooze pod type thing. Yeah, yeah. But she wasn't in there too much. Like, when she was first born, yeah. But then because I was breastfeeding and stuff, she just ended up sleeping with us mm. a lot of the time. And that gave me anxiety, man. Gave him anxiety, yeah. He hated like, it. I thought if I roll over in night, like... Yeah. Like, I just hated it. Mm. Just, yeah, just, I didn't like that her sleeping in the bed when she was so little. Mm. Gave me anxiety. I heard too much horror stories and stuff, I think. Mm. So hard, isn't it? Because there are horror stories... Around about every everything, everything yeah. even sling wearing and things everything. like that. But I think the more you make yourself aware and you try and do things as safe as possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was I think emotionally, like the love that you have for your child, that was better than expected. Did you both feel that bond straight away? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Like just seeing her every day is just like, no, nah, this is like, I did not know you could love something or someone this much. Like, mm. this little bundle of joy. Like, mm. And it's you. Mm. And it's like, you know, I created you. This is crazy. Mm. Like, and just the whole process of 
you know, the pregnancy to seeing her coming out and then just her being there and, and just crying and uh, it was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it is because it hasn't stopped. It's still the same and, yeah. you know, you see them growing. But yeah, I think when Sasha, yeah, gave birth, it was, it was great, man. Like I, and on the actual day, like on her actual birthday, did it affect the way that you looked at each other in terms of the respect that you have? obviously I know you're not together now Mm -hmm. but in that moment I think and also it's very different the respect you have for someone who has birthed your child you know you're both a part of it was there a little bit of a shift with on that day Mm -hmm. that I think Cass in a whole different role I'd never seen him in that role before and honestly from the start he has just been like an amazing dad so it was just like I had that for him, like, he mm. just hasn't fallen short in that area. Definitely, like, even just the moment she gave birth and that whole process and watching her just, you know, endure that pain that I've put her through. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to endure that pain and then, you know, give birth to our biggest blessing, you know, not really catch a break from there because, you know, there was only so much I could do as well. Like, yeah. Nala just wanted... The breast. Yeah. She wanted to be breastfed and, you know, up crazy hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, she was she she was pretty good when it came to sleep, but then there was nights where, you know, Sasha had to wake up early and, mm. you know, Nala goes to sleep when she wants, wakes up when she wants, she, like, constantly wants to boob and, you know, constantly needs this and, you know, constantly she was, like... A mummy's girl, like mm. it was just mummy, mummy, mummy. Especially that first six months. I yeah, think it was just mummy, yeah. mummy. Like yeah. it was just mummy. Do you know what I'm saying? And for me to see, you know, Sash go from you know us being in a relationship, not having nothing near that responsibility, yeah, to then just having all of this responsibility to her life and seeing her be a, a great mum to Nala, and you know, so everything you could ask for, you know. Mm the mother of your child to be she's been that do you know what I mean and yeah she's been a great mum you're just watching her grow her now like and you know Nala grows so fast and you know she's just such a, a great mum mm. like she's a good she, she is man you're a good mum like it's thank you, thank you, thank you. yeah, yeah you, do, you do an amazing job like and you can tell she just loves her so much yeah and it's like you know we love the same thing mm. like we both love this little thing <laughs> called Nala, do you know what I mean? And yeah, man. It's... Yeah. We focus so much on pregnancy, but we've, I think I feel like we often forget the next bit, which is the most difficult bit, which is the baby going home, which is mm-hmm. more hormones, more sleepless nights. I think everything, it's so off kilter in many ways and it's so overwhelming mm-hmm. and there's this huge shift. You can't just walk out the door now and go to the shops or go for a walk. There's so much to navigate around to make that happen. And it is a really tough time to push through. It is very hard. I mean, when I came back from the hospital, I think I was in pain for like six weeks. So just sitting up and breastfeeding the most uncomfortable mm. thing and we had the hardest what felt like the hardest sofas in the world <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, before i didn't even realize but it was just like i i just sitting was just hurried because it hurts to sit down it hurts to stand, stand up. up yeah everything and it was just like i was so weak and when i gave birth it was like obviously all your organs your rib cage everything's stretched away and you give birth and it's like it just drops back Mm. to the center and i i literally felt like i couldn't i couldn't breathe so it was like i was in pain i couldn't walk i couldn't sit i couldn't breathe (laughs) all these things and i have to breastfeed and i have to do you know what i mean like i have to do all these things for this little baby so it was just like the hardest time the hardest period and i always say like I have friends that when I've asked them about their experience when they give birth, they're always like, no, do you know, like, my birth was so easy and I didn't tear and I wasn't, like, in pain afterwards and I could do this and they got up and they could drive here and they could do... I, my experience was not that. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to really take it slow. I got mastitis from breastfeeding. Yeah. That was the most painful thing ever. 
Cass was at the studio at that time. I had to call him to come home because I couldn't even pick up Nala. It's horrible. Like, you start hallucinating and all it's, sorts can happen when you've got the yeah, yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. And nobody can prepare. Like, I, in the moment, I was just like, why did nobody prepare me for this? Why did nobody... But it's like, I think a lot of people often forget maybe what they went through or, like, my sisters and stuff, all their kids are so much older. Yeah. I think they forget about all that stuff and they just, like, focus on, like, the good moments. Yeah. So, yeah, there was all these things that were happening to me, along with the body changes and all that, and it was just the craziest time. Mm. But... That did it. Luckily, I don't think I experienced postnatal depression. I don't think, looking back, would you say, do you feel like I experienced it? Postnatal, yeah, okay. Maybe I did and I didn't get diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think lots of people don't get diagnosed because also you don't want to say to people, I'm finding this really hard and I'm really, yeah. really struggling. Yeah. Because again, it's that thing of you almost feel like you're failing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because we're put on the earth to be mothers, yeah. to be able to do this. It should be something that we breeze through. And actually, it's fucking it's hard. It's a struggle. It's yeah. the biggest struggle. There'll be times you just randomly cry. Just cry. There were times when Nala would wake up and it's like 3am, 4am and I've slept probably like 20 minutes, 30 minutes and I'm just me. She's crying. I'm <laughs> crying. I'm crying. I'm just like, And it was sad because I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Because it's like, I'd, if I had breast milk for you, Nala, I'd give it to you right mm. now. But I just... And then we did try to like transition Nala onto the bottle so express and give it, but she just... Refused it. She just wouldn't take the bottle. Yeah, she wouldn't. She actually only started taking the bottle when we broke up. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and is that because she was with you during those feeds? I don't know. Maybe, you know, because she had to have the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to push through the yeah. No, she was doing it a bit before that. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But just before we, we separated, she was she was on the bottle. So that must have been a hard decision to come to, to separate when you've brought. But you've got this baby. It's not quite what you thought it would be. And mm -hmm. things are sort of falling apart for you as a couple. Was that a difficult decision to come to? To kind of actually, we're gonna we're gonna separate and co-parent. No, it was pretty easy actually. We just packed our bags and got on with it. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> was it no, a really stupid question? Thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a leading question. Yeah, no, it was. It was difficult. It wasn't easy. Do you know what I mean? Like it was our norm. It was like a new norm for us to have a kid live yeah. in the house with Nala and then you know, now that dynamic's going to change. Yeah. And even for both of us in terms of how we see our daughter, because obviously before we'd see our daughter every All the day. time, yeah. And then you have to get used to, you know, only being able to see your daughter certain times now. And, you know, that, that kind of thing's taken away from you where when you envisioned it, you just envisioned your kid seeing your kid every day, yeah. every day, and then, like, you know, thinking, oh, I want to miss certain things. It's going to be points of her life that I'm going to miss. I'm not going to notice this because I probably might not see her for X amount of time or this amount. And you just start thinking about all the stuff that, you know, could go wrong or, mm. you know what I'm saying? And Yeah, well, so it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And then, yeah, when, when we separated, it was just like it took a lot to get used to the new dynamic. And it's something you have to work really hard at yeah. to, to get it to work. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure we both know couples that... Just, people split yeah, up yeah, and then yeah. it all falls apart. There's a lack yeah. of communication, a lack of respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just always chose to put Nala first, to be honest, and that's what we've done. So I feel like every decision we've made, regardless of our personal, if we've got personal issues or we don't or we're cool or we're not, like we always put Nala first, you know. Mm. I'm not going to sit here and say it was, it's been like an easy ride and like we haven't had any issues because we have. But what, one thing we have done is put, you know, Nala first and yeah. that kind of helps us dictate our decision making. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And regardless, we, you know, we always we always have to communicate in, you know, regards to Nala. So why would we want to make that process painful for both of us? Like it just doesn't make sense. Mm. You know what I mean? And like with me, I'm... I'm always willing to, you know, whatever, if we have any differences or arguments or whatever it is we have, I'm always willing to put that aside to have a healthy bit of communication to deal with my daughter, do you know what I mean? And, yeah, so I feel like that's that's helped us 
having the childhoods that both of you had is part of you working together and co-parenting in the way that you do because you want her to have a really solid home life and a solid no. foundation. A thousand percent, I think. To be honest, I don't think I've even factored my own dynamic of how I, I grew up. I just mm. think this is what's right. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, with my dad, it wasn't like he, my dad didn't want to be there. He just made some bad decisions mm -hmm. and ended up going to prison for a lot of my childhood. And, you know, I did see him and my mum fighting when I was younger and stuff like that. And But even then, like, yeah, you've subconsciously, that. I feel so like you don't you're want right, Nala you know? to have that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I do think it is something Sub that yeah, yeah, yeah. you do, you do in, on some level kind of go, well, like, I witnessed that. So I would have witnessed my mum and dad or heard fighting or whatever. And actually, I don't want, I don't even want them to see us properly bicker, you know, or be snappy. You know, yeah. it is, it is you know, as much as we try, because obviously there are times where, you know, it's just, he's annoying <laughs> and I will be snappy. Yeah. You know, and, and you guys, and you guys will have that as well. Yeah, we have that all the time. Yeah. We're annoyed with each other now, you just can't. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I can see you're both seething. <laughs> but it's so important. My mum and dad, like when I was in labour with my first with Buzz, I can remember my mum and dad, because Tom had met, sent them, like, everyone a message to say, just so you know, baby's in the way, don't do anything, you know, we'll let you know. So obviously everyone came towards the hospital. And my mum and dad spent the day just kind of walking around the park talking about bringing us into the world, like me and my siblings. And it's so lovely knowing that they have that shared experience and that they're able to look back and see all the good and see everything that comes from it. So even though you two aren't together, you've created Nala and she'll go on to have an amazing life that is only possible because you two came together to yeah. create her. Like, I, I feel like there's magic in that. 100%. Like, and I don't ever want to sit and have a regret and think, oh, like, I should have handled this differently or mm. we could have handled our, our relationship differently to deal with Nala. Like, so... Yeah, you're right. I just I just feel like it, you know, us being able to co parent in this way and in a healthy way is is it's gonna be a big blessing for Nala, man. Yeah. Prevention's better than cure. And I feel like we kind of you learn along the way. But one thing about us is when we do disagree, we we kind of agree to disagree. Sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we agree to sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we agree to sort it out sooner rather than later. Yeah, you can't. So we kind of like we handle our problems like head on. We don't let them yeah. fester and turn into something else. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think I'm happy. Why are you smiling? <laughs> no, because that was just hilarious. I'm still not over that. <laughs> Oh gosh, I can remember doing my research. Because <laughs> we actually said that yesterday. You did, yeah. We were having a situation, I... so let's agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's just extra funny to me. Because <laughs> I actually said that, but she wasn't, she wasn't talking. She wasn't buying it at the time. No, she, no, she wasn't talking about that now. Oh. <laughs> but it was just funny because we actually, actually said that to her yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, you thought she was actually going to take on board what you said yesterday right now. <laughs> when I was doing my research, mm. what made me chuckle a little bit was I found a news article of When You Split and the headline was fans declare that love is officially dead <laughs> because you two are no longer a couple and I thought wow no, but is. there is that whole thing isn't it I think we can kind of idolise couples and kind of go do this whole couple goals thing and when it comes to parent like the whole co-parent thing that you're doing you you are working at it and you're and you're showing you're very you know obviously talking about the fact that it's not easy it is a process every stage you have to kind of work it out together and the more that you communicate the better but it's important to know that again this isn't a goals thing like mm. this is it's hard and you have to work at it so anyone looking mm. in it it's a process yeah mm -hmm. it is it is a process man and I feel like it's good to show people that you know not just in situations that don't that don't work out like. They don't have to end badly and, mm. you know, you can, you know, still make something great of that relationship and have a good relationship and do the best by your kid. And I just feel like it's good to, to show that kind of example of us doing that with Nala, do you know what I mean? It's clear that we have a good dynamic and, you know, Nala's a happy baby. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I just feel like it's, it's quite important. Mm. And people idolise couples and, you know, you never know what couples are going through. Right? Yeah. They're, they're just showing you the highlights of of their life, but you don't really know what's happening mm. behind the scenes. So 
to why anybody would idolize a couple. I just don't know. I, f- I feel like people just like the, the the look of things. Like, oh, that looks. I want that for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be nice. And I think it's just that. But like, if you actually was thinking that love's dead because we broke up, it's just like I don't know what's wrong with you. Because what? <laughs> that doesn't mean love's dead. Like, <laughs> there's how many people are happily married and happily in situations and yeah. been in relationships for ten years. It's, you know, like. That you shouldn't be looking at other people. To, to, I think it's to, very easy to look and compare and kind of go, oh, they've got everything or they're working out. And actually, like you say, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, anyone. you don't, you don't, you don't, man. But yeah, regardless of us not working out, it doesn't mean that it has to be a horrible situation yeah. afterwards. Do you know what I mean? If you were to write a letter on being a parent, who would it be to and what would you say? I actually am... Um... I went through my notes the other day on my phone and I seen a letter that I wrote to my younger self in 2018 and I read it, it made me emotional Mm. and I said to myself, this is something that I would want to give to Nala. Like the things that I said in there, they were for my younger self but they were for like my children Mm. or for any children for kids like out there. I think me having experienced what I have experienced and my understanding on like life and love and just what's important, yeah, I I think I would definitely, not, not I would, I, I am gonna give that letter too. So I think it's important like, Nala's gonna grow and she's gonna make her own decisions and she's gonna make her own mistakes and stuff, but I have that responsibility to to guide her. Yeah. And I just think without telling her too much and pushing what I went through onto her, I just want her to know like fundamentals basically. Yeah. Mm. Kind of like this is what I experienced, this is what I've learned kind of. And here is what I've learned, take it on board or don't, but please do. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. Yeah, if I was to write a letter, yeah. I was trying to think the whole time she was talking who or what. But it's just a, it's a really good question. And I don't know who I would write a letter to. Maybe just maybe parents that have gone through what we've gone through would be a, a good start in terms of, you know, that have broken up mm. and now need to you know, to make the right decisions for that next step. So maybe to all the parents that have just broken up. Mm-hmm. That's the audience. Nice. That's the target audience yeah. I'm going for right now. Dear parents that have just broken up. This is a letter from Crept. I am writing to let you know that this is not the end of the road. And I feel like, you know, as as much as it may be hurting you right now, and you think that it is the end of the road, it is only just the beginning. And my advice to you would be to put your child first and every decision that you make, always think to yourself, is this the best decision for my child? And if you genuinely think it's not, don't do it. And if you genuinely think it is, that is the the road to go down. And I feel like if you follow that dynamic, you know, only good things can come from that and make sure you're willing to communicate and, you know, you have a much bigger goal here and that is your child. Love, sincerely, correct. <laughs> nice, I like to put sincerely in there as yeah. well. Very good. Any kisses <laughs> on the end? Any hugs yes. and kisses? Excellent. Excellent. Amazing. <laughs> great, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, lovely letter. Yeah, but a, a bit more detail than that, but, you know. Well, but also, uh, there is that thing, that isn't is, there? That's what I, would, I feel like that would be my target. I one. think when you have broken up, you have to look at the decisions you make and, and kind of think, what is my agenda here? Is my agenda my my child? And to, to give them, you know, make sure they feel stable or whatever, or is it to irk the other one a little bit and rattle their cage, you know? And, and that is something that you do have to think about when you've got a, a child in the mix as well. Mm. Yeah. It's because you you got to not, not let emotion get in, in the way of, you know, your child because you irking that other person is could 
you know, result into anything. Mm. You know, slowly you can start building resentment. Yeah. And you know where that gets, you know, when you slowly start building in anything, that's more dangerous than immediately resenting someone or just don't like you or like that slow build of you don't want that. Like yeah. and that that's 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 what I feel like the most toxic situations happen and you know, to avoid that at all costs. So, you know, communication's key. Like get those little any situations where you feel like there's gonna be tension, like get those out of the way. And always try and hear the other person's side yeah. as well. Because well, um, you can fill in the gaps as well, can't you? You can kind yeah. of fill it in and what they what they're doing, why they're doing it and actually just getting it out there. Yeah. Because I feel like it's like it's hard, isn't it, to to kind of when you're set on something to mm. understand, you know, where someone else's point of view. That's what happens, and it's like you might disagree, and you think oh, I need, I want to do this for the child, and you want to do this for the child. What happens then? Like, if you absolutely think no, and you absolutely think yes, what do you do in those situations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's always finding a middle ground. And if someone's absolutely saying yes. You have to understand, you have to take something from that because mm-hmm. they're absolutely sure. And they have to do that and it's kind of finding that mutual ground where you're both like, okay, cool. I understand you, you understand me. So like, this is what we need to do and this is, you know, a balance of what you think and what I think and kind of finding those middle grounds. And Because it happens. There's going to be things you completely disagree on. Yeah. And and that's whether you're apart or altogether, or, or you know. Yeah. There's always going to be... And one thing I'm, I'm so sure about, even this is how I even operated my music career of me and Conan in, t- in terms of our dynamic and why we've never ever separated as a duo because if one of us is absolutely not sure like no mm. then it's we can't do it any doubt that, I'm, I'm yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah. It, 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 there's that uh, yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure there's, there, those is fine but if someone's absolutely no or absolutely like if mainly if you absolutely someone's if Sasha says absolutely not Right. Then it's it's like... It's an untouchable. Yeah. Because someone's absolutely not is like, if you end up doing the absolutely nots, and, you know, that's the worst kind of situation to to, to be. So I feel like if there's an absolute no from Sash, then I'll just be like, you know, cool. You can agree to disagree. You can agree to disagree. But that's that's my, like, if if Sasha was just like, yeah, in, in any, like, no, like, then it's just like, yeah, but then at sometimes it's like as well, you know, if you can try and find an understanding in that no, or an understanding in that yes, like you sh- I feel like you should always kind of take into some account someone's feelings, regardless yeah. of how far apart or you know your different mm. different you know spectrums you are. Yeah, I feel like it's always good to kind of get a bit of understanding, even if you disagree, you know. If she thinks, yeah, no, Nala needs to start eating this. And I'm like, absolutely not. Why? And, you know, there's nothing that shouldn't make me go and check out that thing that she's talking about. Okay, let me go and check it out for myself and then see why she's so for Mm -hmm. this, you know, feeding Nala this specific food. And I come back, there's a few nutrients in there. (laughs) It's not that bad. And and then, do you know what I mean? Because sometimes I feel like we're just like, either yes or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah, it's a it's a lot down to communication. Yeah. And yeah, coming to agreements and stuff. Yeah. I would like you to finish these three sentences. The first one is being a mum or being a dad means. Being a mum or being a dad means sacrifice. Your life is no longer your own. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Okay. The next sentence is, since having a child, I. Since having a child, I have made more time for what's more important. Since having a child, I have tried to look at myself through a lens that Nala would look at me at Mm -hmm. in. And focus every day on making those adjustments to make sure that that lens is the best lens that she needs. And finally, I'm happy when. 
I'm happy when Nala is chilling. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that because I'm so happy when Nala is because ch- she doesn't like chilling. She always wants to do something. <laughs> when I get the go. moments where she's just chilling with me yeah. and we're just chilling, either watching TV or watching something, like, that is, like, bliss. Mm. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. So that's what I want to say. Nice. I am happy when I see something that I have been teaching Nala. She's absorbed and it's rubbed off on her because I just feel so proud of her. Yeah. That's lovely. Guys, thank you so much for coming in today no, and, and being in a guest on this podcast. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Us. Yeah, thank really you. Really appreciate it. And, you know, best of luck with your two babies. <laughs> Nala, the actual baby, and, and then Nala's, Nala's baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, I, I look forward to seeing it grow and grow and grow. Thank you. That means a lot, man. And, yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.